Welcome to the Heathen's Guide to Life, a show where this opinionated jerk and his little brother give our take on how to live your best life. I'm Kay Ibn Latif. What's up, world? I'm Kayla Sean. Welcome to our world, folks. Thank you for tuning in. You're in for an interesting ride. Yeehaw! The world heathen in this universe called the Heathen's Guide to Life is actually an endearing term. A heathen is simply someone who lives their life unapologetically according to a belief system and a code of conduct that works for and makes sense to them, Mm -hmm. irrespective of what others might think or feel. Make sure you connect with us on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and iTunes. Also, Stitcher. Just go search for The Heathen's Guide to Life and like and follow us and subscribe. Marmy. Hi. Hi. Um... How are you? I'm good. I think I need the outline for the show today. I'm just, I'm so lost. I went running out before the show, and I can't fuck with black businesses sometimes. <laughs> I just got to say that. Like, <laughs> I ran out to get some coffee, and the chicken shack doesn't take debit cards. So, okay, whatever. I go across the street to the halal place, and nobody in the place wanted to work. Like, it's like three of them in there, and they're all looking around like, oh, y'all going to take his order? Nah, I ain't taking, you take his order. I took the last order. So finally, someone with one arm comes up, and he's like, I don't know how to work the debit card machine. I'm like, yo. What? (laughs) I've been here for like five minutes already. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, it's not because you have one arm, but like, why can't you work the debit card machine? So he starts to call the owner in the back, who just doesn't come. So he's like, Raku, Raku. Raku won't appear. So then someone (laughs) comes on Raku's behalf. And she's like, I'll relay the message. And she's literally running back and forth to trying to see if $3 is enough. This is this is just to buy some water? <laughs> Two bottles of water and one coffee, which, you know, it's a good price. You know, $3 for all that. But is still. Coffee, is the coffee even good? It's okay, actually. Uh, it's giving me Folgers vibes. It was probably made at like 8 a.m. this morning. <laughs> right, right. So finally, Raku comes up. And he doesn't apparently know how to work the fucking debit machine either. Because it took me about three more minutes to actually swipe. So, um, yeah, that that was my afternoon today. I'm in shambles. Well, aren't you patient? <laughs> actually, my middle name is Sabor. It's no, it's not. not. <laughs> it's really not. But Daddy changed his name to Sabor, which means patience in Arabic. So there's the halal tie for you guys. There what you go. It <laughs> has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you. Our last name should be Sabor right now. It actually, actually shouldn't. He said he wants us to change it. He did not say that. <laughs> Why do you lie so much? <laughs> it's like my new thing. I didn't do it for most of my life. Lies. And now. And you're still lying. <laughs> the lies. The lies. The lies. I don't know. I think I need to go to Liars Anonymous or something. <sighs> How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Hope it was better than my last 10 minutes. My week was... As always, I had a really good week. I um, I was in Miami for the weekend, so I got to escape the f- I got to escape the tundra that we had last weekend. <laughs> that was really good and easy. What? Um, what else happened this week? I have been hawking our line of Heathen's Guide to Life merchandise. It's your shirts now. Don't forget, we have sweatshirts and T-shirts mm-hmm. available in our mm-hmm. signature Heathen and Curate Your Squad. Live unapologetically, love unapologetically, and my favorite, fuckboys will be fuckboys. Yes, and if you follow me on Instagram, you can see some of my own shirts that I have not rolled out to the public yet that only I have. But let's not forget, but let's not forget, Kamar, that you don't share your Instagram, so who knows how to find you to see what shirts you have. Actually. You guys can follow me on Instagram now because my account is private, so if I don't like you, I won't reset. (laughs) I, I, <laughs> so yeah, I can't, I can't. I will be rocking some nice heathen sky to life. Well, the other highlight for me of this week is still an offshoot of the weekend. Uh, when I was in Miami, I spent some time with me and Kamara's aunt. Auntie! And this is the aunt that, as you may have listened <laughs> earlier on, especially last season in the show, I Word. didn't really take to very well. We had a very long, I had a very long history with her of just not fucking with her. So I've since made amends. 
um, left our past where they were. Why are you taking selfies? <laughs> Stop it. Nobody would have known if you didn't just announce it. I can't. Taking <laughs> selfies and you have on shades inside? They wouldn't have known that either. I'm just, I can't. You're really making me seem like I'm a lot right now. Kamar, you are a lot. <laughs> but nobody would know that on the air. You know what? Shut up. You had to make a proclamation. Because I, I can't, I don't have the, str- I can't yeah, take it. Minding my own business. Go on and tell your story. That's what girl. I was tell saying, right? So I made up, I've, I've made up with, with, um, with our aunt, Kia. Hi. Auntie Kia, we just dropped her name for the first time, I believe. Have we? No, we haven't. Last season, you wouldn't even say she was your aunt. I was like, your aunt. No, she was Latif's <laughs> sister. How about that? Um, but anyway, Welcome back to the family, Auntie. We, we, had, we had a lovely time. Um, I spent the day with her. It was really, really good. It was kind of like how I always imagined um, my adult time with her would be. So it was great. We had a really good time. And uh, my cousins came over. Their energy kind of shushed me out, so I stayed that. So after they got there, I kind of left because I just didn't have the strength to deal with them. You gotta tell me a little more about that. What do you mean their energy shushed you out? So like, my, what did it feel like? It felt like this like brooding thundercloud of something. What did it sound like? I, let me tell you something. I have this kind of like, I have like a, an auditory thing where certain sounds just really repulse me. And the sound of people breathing is one of them. It's one thing if like you're out of breath, that's different. Um, but if you're like standing still and I can hear you breathe, I have thought of your death. Stop it. So both my cousin and her son, my little cousin, come in breathing like apes. And I just cannot so i'm already off put that i can hear them breathe so i want to like i want to like chop them in the throat and then something shifted i don't know what it is like i'm 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 sensitive to people's energy anyway but between that and whatever was going on i felt compelled to leave Mm. i said cousin i love you but i can't whatever whatever energy that you're bringing i can't take it you actually told her that yes i did how did she respond to that like whatever they know how i am we have no boundaries (laughs) in this family So I said, let's take some pictures. We took a couple of pictures. Mm-hmm. I said, all right, I got to go. So I called the Uber and whatever. It was all in love. Yeah, you're just like, I can't fuck with you right but now. But I can't. Like, I cannot. But it was really good seeing them. I hadn't seen I hadn't seen my little cousin um, in like over 10 years. Damn. So it was really good seeing him. He wanted the hat I was wearing, so I gave it to him. Oh, he's going to remember you forever. After he like joked on me and ragged on me like for I don't know how long, which was hilarious. But that's all. All good. Tell him what he said about your gray beard. <laughs> he was like, he, what he called me. Wait, he said I look like um, what do you say? I look like Santa Claus? Not Santa Claus. He just called me old. Father again. time. He didn't say father time. <laughs> there's some. There's some. It was some character in the '70s that my uh, older cousin said I looked like, and I was like, oh my god, I was horrible. He called me old. He said I sounded like I was white. That one right there. I'm like, how I like sound that like that white? Right there. How you, I sound like I white? You can sound white. What does that mean? Time time. What does that Talking mean? Talking all proper and shit. Like, you don't know about your Ebonics? The fuck? <laughs> Talk regular. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, what? So, you want me to talk like I'm about that? Yeah. So, I had to, like, bring on, like, a Miami <laughs> accent yeah. to, like, appease him. And they of course, do have their own They accent. do. They, they, don't, they don't say back. <laughs> like, in Miami, you don't say back. You say bike. <laughs> I gotta go back there. They do have. I go back there. And I'm yes, like, back there. What the fuck is back there? He's anyway, like, now you sound black. I am Thank way. You. I am. I am way too northern elitist to uh, talk yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was my week. They just won't let us leave our slavery ways behind us. Ooh. Like, stop with that southern shit. I, I need you guys to. get There it are together. certain southern accents that I really love, like New Orleans. That's it. New Orleans. That's get that bad boy. That's the only accent outside of like this Ooh, northeastern baby. New York, New York <laughs> accent that I really like. like. I love a New Orleans accent. I love it. I love the accent. I love. I love like New Orleans bounce music. The swag. I love the food. All. The swag. Well, they can't dress, but that's not what they're but for. But they don't care. It's okay. Stop talking like that, Kamar. They don't care. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I'm out of breath. I'm out, yeah, right, out of breath. All right, all right, Let's all right. start the show. Um, so we have this, a special show coming up today. We right? have a special show coming up. I need up. the outline. <laughs> I gave you the outline. Me, I, my email's not working. Then I can't help you then. You got to follow my lead then. <sighs> oh my gosh. I'm, I'm afraid. I can't do that. I give it to you. I'm a leader, not a follower. All right. So <laughs> this week, we're going to not talk about a principle, but we're going to just lend our opinions to a bunch of hot topics that are going on right now. Yes, sir. So the first one that we're going to just jump into is one that's the most pressing, and it's your illustrious president. 
<laughs> Donald Trump no. and this government shutdown that, that people have been suffering through. So, Kamar, you are the leader of all things news, so I'll let you kick it off, and I'll just chime in when I feel like it. I just want to take my news hat off for a moment. Just be like, yo, Trump out here being a fuck nigga of all fuck niggas right now. Like, he just don't give a fuck. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's that's the epitome of, like, ego. Like, I want my wall. Not border security. I want yeah. a wall. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to shut down the government. Damn all the poor people that need their job. Not just poor. Damn all the people and their families who need their paychecks. <laughs> I'm going to just shut down the government. Yep. I'm going to affect... I'm gonna affect uh, the airports. I'm gonna affect uh, um, yeah, all TSA. kind of TSA security because I want my wall. Yeah. He wants a monument to himself. That's I what just, it is. It's it's. Yeah. I just the man and his ego was crazy. Well, to be fair, he has kind of um, come back from the wall thing. Now he says, I want my wall or a steel barrier. <laughs> oh, or steel. Oh, now it's a steel that? barrier. Oh, so, I want you to give me like, you know, five billion or whatever or three billion dollar down payment. OK. <laughs> but, what, but what bothers me is that he keeps blaming. He keeps blaming um, the Democrats on holding it up and saying right. that, and saying that the Democrats don't want border security. Mm -hmm. Well, border security isn't a wall. Border security could mean it could mean a stronger structure down there. Yeah. I don't know what I know there is there are structures there at the border in some already. Places, yeah. There are walls and fences there already. But border security could just mean more border security agents. It could Basically. mean it could mean more actual manpower. Yeah. And if it's really about trying to keep illegal immigrants out and trying to keep the drugs out, everybody knows, everybody knows <laughs> that the drugs don't come in through the border, the southern border. The drugs come in through legal channels. They come in through the ports. They come in through people, through mules. Yeah. So how about you strengthen those channels? There you go. I, you know, and I'm not even a political person, but like, I just, I can't. Thank yeah. God I wasn't affected. <clears throat> Um, directly by the government shutdown. I'm not a government worker, so I still got paid for my main job. Yeah. And although I traveled last week, I have pre-check, so I didn't have to suffer through security. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, our father works for the government, and he wasn't affected because he's a essential worker. So some people weren't affected because it's a partial shutdown, but if it would have been a full shutdown, everybody would have been affected. So um, the latest news with this is that Trump decided to sign a bill to open the government for three weeks. So the government is back um, in action until February 15th. After that, he is he has already threatened to you know take other measures to get his wall, which could mean you know a, an emergency proclamation of some sort, which could be unconstitutional depending on how you look at it. So um, and so we got three weeks. So basically, people can get their back pay, get back on their feet you know, for three weeks, and then after that, maybe prepare to go through it all over again. There is no telling of what's gonna happen because Pelosi is like, yo, <laughs> I'm not giving you no wall. I don't care how mad, how mad you get. Let me tell you something, Linda. <laughs> Linda, <laughs> Linda, you I ain't giving you no wall. Good old Nancy Pelosi, like, thank God for her. Thank God for her mm -hmm. standing up. She has fucking more balls than, than the president of the United yeah. States. Yeah, and the funny thing is that when all this kicked off, Trump said, I will shut down the government. I won't blame it on you guys. And there's tape of him saying that. And now he's blaming the Democrats for shutting down the government. Course, and it's like, Trump, you're on tape. So, he don't uh, care. <laughs> he he really will reinvent history. Uh, and the funny thing is, this came at the same time as his good old friend Roger Stone was indicted um, by Robert Mueller. So people were saying that maybe Trump caved because of this. He didn't want it to look too bad on him. But um, we have no idea if those two things are connected. Can I just say, so yesterday, um, as they announced that Roger Stone was indicted, um, I'm, I'm watching the news and one of the three major news outlets on cable that's not Fox News, <laughs> I was so annoyed because the way, whatever they had in that lower third, what's that called? The Chiron? It's Chiron, yeah. What they had in the Chiron was that in that in that Chiron, it said something, it said something to the effect of Trump caves on, on border wall. Or, look, Trump caves on shutdown because of mm. Roger Stone's indictment. Ooh. And I was like, that's not fair and impartial journalism. Mm -hmm. Like, no one can prove that because of Roger Stone's indictment yeah. that Trump 
um, reopen the government, although it looks like that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I really, although this is a news outlet that I follow, when I want to see a headline, I go to that particular news outlet. Again, one of the three that's not Fox Stop News. Stop it. We're not about the name drop, but we know who it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of two. But regardless of, but regardless of it, I was like, wow, like. That just gives that just gives him more fodder yeah. to do his whole fake news claim, right. and right. you know that's. I mean, if I were in his shoes, I would have used that particular um, high uh, headline mm -hmm. to highlight how screenshot how new how the major news outlets are out to get him. I, I <laughs> not to defend him, but just in, just for the fair sake of fair and impartial journalism, right, I, right. I didn't like to see that. I didn't. I didn't see that particular Chiron. By the time I got on, they changed it to the correct one, which it should have said, you know, Trump caves amid Roger Stone indictment, because then you can kind of like associate the two without saying one happened because of the other. Yeah. Because you can't prove that, and I think those little mistakes are the ones that people can zoom zoom in on and really just say, see, this is why I don't fuck with so and so's network, or this is why I don't fuck with the news in general yeah. because of those type of mistakes. So do better one of two major cable news outlets. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's move on. I just really hope that I hope that um that our senators and our Congress people when we come to this three weeks part that they somehow have a mm -hmm. way to prevent um Donald Trump from shutting down the government again after having another tantrum which he's which he's inevitably gonna have. And also guys remember that you do have power and you need to talk to your senators, talk to your representatives and just tell them that yo, I can't survive another shutdown. I need you to vote appropriately when the bill comes to your desk because that's where the decisions are being made. Is it really though? It really is. I, I think we all say that, but like how often are all the votes along party lines? See the thing is when they send these bills to Congress, we need some of these Republicans or some of these Democrats who are on the other side. They have to vote the way that their constituents want them to but vote. But they don't. They well, vote the way they want to. But if but if you're under pressure from people who, who are in your district, then you got to vote the appropriate way. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people are just like, I'm good. You know, like my whole my next tenure or whatever is secure. I can vote however I want to, but if you're actually getting flack from your people, trust and believe me, they're gonna vote appropriately if you guys write letters and if you call, you gotta tell them that you care. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's move on to something a little lighter. Lighter. Wendy Williams oh. has been on an extended hiatus from her from her daily talk show, which I love. Me too. Originally, the hiatus was because um, it came it came it came about because. Um, she injured. She was injured. Mm -hmm. She injured her shoulder. Um, she never said how she injured it. All she said <clears> is that she injured her, injured her shoulder. And the last week of the live shows before they went on their natural winter hiatus, mm -hmm. um, the last episode when she was interviewing the locks, the locks, my girl was visibly <laughs> and like undeniably right. like high from zooming. the pain pillars and <laughs> the painkillers and 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 you know. I, I never had a hairline fracture, but I know it's painful. Mm. And she was powering through, and she and she eventually apologized because After she sounded gave her flack for it. I was watching it with like, like, wait, she sounds high. Like, mm. oh my god, Wendy. Um, but anyway, so she went on a hiatus naturally, and then when she and then when it was time to come back, she pushed it a week. She was supposed mm. to come back on January seventh, and instead uh, got pushed back to the fourteenth. By the fourteenth. There was a panel of, instead of her coming back because she still had to delay again, um, there was a panel of um, her her hot talk panel every day. And then they kept saying that she would that she that she'd be back on the 21st. Well, on the 21st, that weekend before, like that Sun, that Saturday or Sunday, headline goes out. Now the hiatus is in, is indefinite. Um, huge. The Wendy Williams Hunter Camp did a statement um, along with um, Detmar Detmar Mercury Media. To talk about, in essence, Detmar is going is to support Wendy in her in her getting back to her health. The family statement is saying something to the effect of Wendy is now suffering, having complications of her Graves' disease, coupled with still having a slower than slower than a noted recovery from her hairline fracture. Mm -hmm. I think that's very good media speak. Um, but <laughs> I read think, in between the lines. I think there's something else going on here yeah. um, because Wendy Williams. You know, she's really good about covering hot topics when she's the one covering it. But I don't find that she's good about being the subject, 
about being the subject of hot topics. No, when Tupac made a song about her ass, she cried on the air back in the nineties. Let's not forget. Listen, this woman is soft tissue. She is soft. She is soft and pink. And you know there there have been there have been um, another line of news um, that. Winnie Williams' husband Kevin, that Kevin Hunter, um, that his mistress um, has is now pregnant, and yeah. he has again allegedly. Ooh, ooh, okay, right, I'm going right. to invoke Winnie allegedly. Got to say it. So allegedly, Wendy um, Williams' husband Kevin, her his his mistress was pregnant, and he has also uh, sold the house that he bought for her down the street from theirs that he was mm -hmm. actually living with her in. This is this this is what the Daily Mail is saying. Yeah. Daily Mail last year did his whole they report on this for a long the time. The whole thing they had. They had all kind of receipts and invoices about about Kevin Hunter cheating on Wendy. And she, of course, kept a brave face, saying it's not true, it's not true, it's not true, and throwing up her ring because they're still together. Something is going on there. You know, I think that, you know, for as much of a strong woman that she portrays there's something about the relationship that she shares with her husband that she shows that makes me think that maybe she's an abused woman so i wonder alleged i wonder allegedly this is my thoughts and opinions not to be fact i'm gonna cover all my bases <laughs> i wonder how she got that hairline fracture so we're not gonna get you into a um, libelous lawsuit we're gonna pin it on celebrity insider one of the many blogs that i follow Ooh. And they say Pearl Hunter, who is Kevin Hunter's mom, came out and basically said what you just said. She thinks her son is abusing Wendy. And her quote was, I saw Kevin choking Wendy out. Another time I witnessed him kicking the shit out of her and pushing her down the stairs. And I don't know what his relationship is with Pearl, but Pearl sounds like she's saying the same thing you are. So she continue. Is. There is something to be said for, you know, um, she stopped wearing heels a long time ago. So she's flat foot right now. Um, and how does a woman who I don't get, I don't have Wendy pegged as being like really active mm -hmm. or like walking around. How does she fall hard enough to, to fracture her shoulder? Right. Something tells me that her big brooding husband, you know, maybe has a, a larger role in what's going on with now, her. Now, have you interacted with them in your line of work ever? I have, Out actually. Mm. I've like? interacted with them both. Wendy was lovely. She was really lovely and really, like, fun and kind. Kind of really much how she is in her show. Okay. Um, and I interacted with um, her husband um, in, a, in a, you know, in a, in a business sense. And while my experience with him wouldn't tell me that he's um, an abuser. I will say he a, he a hood ass nigga, yo. <laughs> How you talk? Yo, How you talk, Yo, the way when he be like, he be like, yeah, what's up, yo? Yo, motherfucker this, right, this, right, this. Right. Yo, that's how he was talking in our yeah. meeting. Mm. And it was, and it was, you know, it it's was. a business meeting. It was a business <laughs> meeting, right? Where people and, shook. And I am not a low level person in my person. So no. it was like, yo, this how you talk in a business meeting? I can only imagine how you talk to the staff. Oh, so speaking of the staff, there are lawsuits filed against him and people saying, Currently? Currently, um, according to Celebrity Insider, it says a lawsuit filed by a former employee reported that Wendy suffered horrendous physical abuse at the hands of her husband. Um, and that's just saying that it goes on to say how he acts towards the staff, very intimidating, and his way is very much like... Mm. I know it is. Fist. I can tell. You know, there was a... I saw, um, I saw something on Love B. Scott... Um, that he reported that Kevin like set the um, the whole staff down. Oh yeah, he wants the, to know who the snitch is. And the staff thought that they were gonna that he was gonna give an um, an update on mm -hmm. how Wendy's doing, what her health is like, and he was like, "Yo, who leaking shit in here, motherfuckers?" Yep. Like yep. he was lambasting the staff, trying to get to the leak, and trying to he was like really paranoid yeah, and didn't give them any updates on Wendy. Nothing. So I mean, if you're gonna be like that, that tells me that there's. Where there's so, smoke, there's fire. Something baby. in the milk ain't clean. Hello. Um, so the show is going to come back on Monday with, um, as far as I know, with um, a revolving door of hosts. And so the and so the show will be back to um, be back to original episodes, but not with Wendy. And did you watch the episode with Don Lemon? That's my boy. How did he do? He's always good. Yeah, he's good. He, I mean, he's did he's, he unbutton that top that top button? I don't remember. <laughs> um, but I want him to have a sharper hairline. But that's beside oh, the point. Um, but do you he, think he wears one of those fake thingies? No. Okay. His hair is totally real. Okay. You can tell. I'm glad, and I'm glad he doesn't even like he doesn't like do the blackout thing on his hairline. Mm. Thank God. I would hate him if he did. He's so handsome. Yeah. He's all right. he's <laughs> what all right. else is up on the docket? Oh, all right. So let's go back to some new stuff. Let's talk about uh, um, uh, um, 
Nathan Phillips oh, and the MAGA this, hat teens <laughs> from Covington High School. Where's Covington, by the way? Covington, um, I don't know. All right, well, wherever it's Covington Kentucky. is. Oh, God. All right, so <laughs> basically what happened, um, was that last week? Yeah, it feels it was um last Friday. Last there was Friday. air. There was a there was a few rallies going on. So the high school students were there for a rally for anti-abortion. Which is why the fuck are high school kids there by anti-abortion? What did they know? And they were wearing um, "Make America Great Again" hats. Mm-hmm. And it's all boys school. Mm-hmm. And there was another rally going on. It was I think it was called the Indigenous Peoples March. Mm-hmm. In and, the same space. And well, they were all around you know the same area. Okay. Basically, so one was ending, one was beginning, and then. Also, another group called the Black Israelites, a very radical group. They were oh, there, yeah, and they were just <laughs> they were just calling everybody pigs and crackers, and you know, just saying really bad things. Yeah. So they got into it with the white boys, mm-hmm. and the white boys, yeah, the white boys were saying things back to them, mm-hmm. just as inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Nathan Phillips, who is not a, um, <laughs> a Vietnam veteran, as some news outlets reported, he is a Vietnam era military person. <laughs> He never served in Vietnam, but he was saying he was like I was in the military. In the military, so whatever. He served. He served the country. So he's a um, he's a veteran, and and even if he wasn't, I don't care. Well, he said he was, so that goes to his credibility. Okay. So he comes up as these teenage boys are going back and forth with the black Israelites, and he just starts beating his drum and he's singing a um, a peaceful song in his native language, Mm -hmm. and the boy just kind of stands there. I'm pretty sure all you guys have seen the video of this. He just stands there, he's smirking, and in the beginning, there was just that one little clip of him smirking with the Make America Great Again hat on while everyone in the background is like dancing. People say that the kids were kind of mocking the Indians, making, um, you know, the chopper signal with their mouth. Native Americans, thank you. (sighs) The Native Americans. And, um, <laughs> sidebar, I actually did the same thing to my coworker. See, good. The other day, who is white, and, mm, um. Check her ass. It was a him. Check but his the, ass. the thing was, it was in that climate where I just didn't expect for someone to say Indian. Because it's, it's so. You should know better by it's, now. Yeah, like, it's not politically correct. Right. But when I get up here on the microphone with your ass and just start chewing the fat, I forget all my decorum. Mm-hmm. And I just start. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the Native Americans, and <laughs> and he's just like, there are people in the background, they're, they're mocking them and all that stuff, and then it became a big old debacle, mm-hmm. and it's the essence of fake news if you ask the president. Well, let me just say that, like, even from the short clip that I saw, I hate to, not to defend anybody that supports Trump or that wears a MAGA hat, but I didn't think the kids were doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. They were just being smug little white little bastards. And just because they were wearing that hat in the face of um, of the Native American protesters, that's their right as Americans to protest. It's their right as Americans to wear that hat. And they and and even the smug little white kids were nonviolent. They were just standing there yeah. being smug little white kids. <laughs> so I didn't see the big deal. And so then when th- when the news started, when the larger clip came, and the news started backtracking, they 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 stopped. Um, kind of attacking the little white kids. And was it the case that the Native Americans were being belligerent? What well, was it? it wasn't that they were being belligerent, but they found out that the other group was antagonizing the the um, teenagers. The, the black he, the black Israelites? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. If you've ever seen those motherfuckers in the streets in Times Square, I just don't have the strength for them. It's, it's real deep. I can't. Um, so uh, the kid, he came out with a statement. It was very elaborate and it was obviously crafted by some attorney. So let me just jump in again. <laughs> how this, how are these, how are these children and their families, how they get a whole whole ass crisis management company PR firm to to get on their side to get them in the face of major news outlets to tell their story like this is the epitome of white privilege I just you know yes they're right to be there yes they're right to be little smug little ignorant little bastards but damn I just have a few points to bring up on this because it's sad because I don't I think at this point we're looking for any any type of thing to be angry about. Yeah. And this is not one of those cases. Yeah. You know? I feel like where there's smoke, there's fire. I do think these children are very much, they could be racist. They could be smug. They they're could from be Kentucky. Elite. Of course they're racist. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying, I'm not going to agree with that point. They're from Kentucky but, and know, they're white. As 
as the um, media started to focus on them, we just started finding out more and more things. So like for one, um, this valedictorian there came out and he was like, well, I'm openly gay and you know, I got the, the title and they wouldn't let me speak at graduation because I'm gay. Mm. Oh, okay. That's good old Kentucky. Okay. And then there was this other group saying that, um, you know, the kids were harassing some girls down the street because it's an all boys school. Mm -hmm. So they were saying that, you know, they were, they had a reputation of like harassing folks and all that stuff. And then you got Nathan Phillips saying that, yeah, well, they weren't necessarily doing things on camera, but they were making, you know, I'll say the Indian sounds because they were being very stereotypical. Woo! Yeah, they were doing stuff like you know that. And as he's singing his song, they're like dancing and mocking him and stuff. And then they have this hat on. Yeah. Now, the thing, I feel like anyone who puts on the hat now, you're taking on everything that it symbolizes. True. That's you know, true. you have to kind of be accountable for what you put on your body. You know, and if you if you want to align with the president, just wear a Trump button. <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, I forget what's um, what celebrity that I saw that that that, uh, that said this, but the MAGA hat is the new Ku Klux Klan hood. Yeah, you don't have to wear that. You can just wear the mega hat, and then it's like, all right, boom. But you know what? Know. I don't mind. I want. I'd rather. I want my racist to be right there, so Thank I know, you. So I know who I'm fucking you are. With. I want you to just be racist and be proud about it. Let me. I want. I want the enemy to be really present. I don't want no hidden enemy. <laughs> So I know where I'm, I know where I stand with them in the MAGA hats, including Kanye fucking West. Ah, that's my boo. Anyway, I, moving uh, on to the next hot topic. Speaking of people who are um, in the news <laughs> and being racist, <laughs> who else? Who else? <laughs> are you gonna talk about that senator that that the the, the secretary? From Let's Florida? touch on that real quick. So the so the secretary of state from Florida, <laughs> Mike Ertel, had to resign <laughs> after photos showed. Uh, after photos from him in a blackface costume being a Hurricane Katrina victim mm -hmm. surface with some dangly earrings on with some too. dangly earrings some <laughs> terrible face. bra and a purple shirt and blackface <laughs> yeah. like shoe polish blackface yeah and the shirt said Hurricane, Hurricane Katrina, Katrina. like you know from what I read about this man he has a good track record in terms of helping people in need mm -hmm. however I don't give a what he did in the past what you do in the dark shall come to light. There's never acceptable, especially, you know what? It's one thing if he was in a private, in the private sector, I might mm. not have cared as much, but when you are a public servant, yeah. it is your job to take care of your entire state, yeah, man. but you have the propensity to wear blackface and mock hurricane. Tr and well, this was 14 years ago. Doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. He was, even then he was in a public facing position. Yeah. So how can you trust a public official that can mock people like that? How really are they about serving the people? Oh, clearly, that, or, or, they're just, or they're only trying to serve one person or, or one half of the people or, or, or a portion of it. I just, you know, I just, that just takes further trust out of elected officials. Um, so enough of him. He, he had to resign. And of course, that punk ass, whack ass governor of DeSantis. Florida, <laughs> DeSantis, who won by a very short margin, right. um, didn't have much to say, didn't have much to even defend. Or well, I can read a statement for you. It's Let's really short. He okay. said, it's unfortunate. I think he's done a lot of good work. And I don't want to get mired into the side of the controversies. And I felt it was best to just accept his resignation and move on. So rather than that, even shows the kind of governor he doesn't that, want to condemn him. That even shows the kind of the kind of governor that Florida has <laughs> when he doesn't even 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 show how no. deplorable that yeah. is to wear blackface for anybody. I don't care how long ago it was. Oh, so speaking of the long ago part, finish your point though. He didn't even take a stand. So. Poor black people of Florida, he just showed you again that he don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> so this same coworker that called Native Americans Indians at work, he also said, well, it was 14 years ago. I'm pretty sure we've all done some regrettable things 14 years ago that I we don't bet, want to show up. I bet that coworker of yours was white, too. I am he? not going to say. You don't have to. But baby, let me tell you how I was like, blackface wasn't cool 14 years ago. It's not cool now. And it won't be cool in 14 years. <laughs> Bruh. I just think it's, it just goes to show you, yo, be careful with them receipts because they will come back to haunt you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't matter how long ago it was. Mm -hmm. It says something about who you were 14 years ago. Let's jump into popular culture again. Please. So Chris Brown was recently <sighs> accused of rape in Paris by mm. some woman in Paris. Mm. He was arrested. He was held for a little while only to find out that he was let go. Um, he is now suing that woman for defamation, and I'm glad that he is. You are. I'm glad he is because the thing is, yes, Chris Brown beat the shit out of Rihanna 
however many years ago, almost mm-hmm. 10 years ago now. That was like in 09, right? Mm-hmm. So he beat, he, there's no question he beat her, right? Right. No question he's been the best. He's been, he's been, um, he has shown his character the, to be one that has been abusive towards women. He has also done his time. He has repented. You know, there has to come to a point where you have to let up, where you have to just let a person's past be the past mm. um, and just let him be who, who he is. I think that since then he's been a target. And I think that um, I hope he wins that defamation suit. Well, it does. I feel like these celebrities, they definitely should fight back when they can. You just can't go around saying whatever you want to say about somebody and just get away with it. Yeah. I think that's wrong. Right. Uh, but let's be clear he did abuse a woman then and? and this is another type of abuse this is sexual abuse I don't now. think I don't think you can conflate the two I think that's so what I'm gonna say is um, I never got the sense from any of the coverage about Chris Brown that he's been a serial ab- abuser that he holds power over the women in his relationships mm. what it appeared to me that happened with Rihanna is that they had a fight and reports also show that they had a volatile relationship back right, and forth right. that Rihanna beat his ass too <laughs> And it's, yes. this is this is not was out there. this this is not to absolve Chris Brown of his abuse towards Rihanna, but in the incident that happened in the car that day after the Grammy party, um, it appears to me from what I have seen that he snapped, mm-hmm. that whatever they were doing, he lost his cool and fucked her up. Again, this does not excuse him losing his cool, but I think that losing your cool and fighting back at a woman is different. Then raping. You don't just, you can lose your cool and beat somebody up. You don't lose your cool and rape somebody. Well, I don't know. Because you got to think about Tina and like, you know, and Tina has said that he would just snap sometimes and end up raping her. He was, a, but he also serially abused her. Well, it's not, Chris that's Brown apples and pears. has had a lot of, um, well, allegations about drug use, serious drug use, particularly cocaine. And if that would be, if that's true, then I could see him getting on some coke and going a little crazy. That's not how cocaine works. Oh, okay. Tell me how it works. It don't work like that. <laughs> what I'm saying though is that Chris Brown has not shown that he has a track record of beating up women, and that's basically what his statement said. He's like, it's out of my character. It's and I and I can get with that. I really can because I don't think that just because a man has been physically abusive to a woman. That that translate that translates to him being a rapist. And then you also gotta realize there was two other people that was arrested with him. So this wasn't just Chris. It was him and two of his homeboys who allegedly did something to this girl. So uh gang rape, maybe? I'm not gonna no, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Because if it was gang rape, then he would then he would still then he would be in prison still, and so would his and so would his um the people in this camp. Yeah, Are they, they still arrested? They've all, they've all been released. So if they've all been released, and that what that says especially in Paris, that there was no that that the case held no merit. Mm-hmm. And Parisian authorities are different than American authorities. Oh, yeah. They would have held their ass if there was something to hold them to. So That's it wasn't. Crazy. So her story wasn't that strong. Yeah, you um, just can't go saying shit about people no, either. You so know? Like, get, that's wrong. So I, so I, so I, so I support Chris Brown and his line of t-shirts saying that bitch lying. Wait, he got t-shirts. T-shirts from his pyramid <laughs> line said that bitch lying. Oh my goodness. One of it says that bitch lying, and the other one is of the Mona Lisa. Uh huh. And I think it says also that bitch lying. Oh no. I support him. Go ahead, that. Chris. Well, well, I hope you're innocent. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Monique again. Ooh, Monique is in the news. She's in the news again talking about this fucking Netflix thing. And basically, she was um, somebody, uh, she was interviewed <laughs> by Vulture magazine. And they asked her again about that. And she said, basically, Man, Whoopi Goldberg has always been the help. What <laughs> can, has can she, we read the full What has full, she executive please? produced? <laughs> Clearly, Monique has not checked Willie Goldberg's IMDb because she has actually executive produced several projects. Um, but do you have the but do you have the story up? Yes, I do. Because it, it was a long. Just read an excerpt of what Monique had to say. All right, all right. She said, "Hmm." So Whoopi Goldberg apparently told her on interview, "I'm going to school you because contractually, when you make a movie, regardless of who you sign a deal with, your job is to promote said movie." Yep. 
And we had this conversation, boo-boo. Well, you know, I'm adding it, boo-boo. Right, yeah. And I said, you, if you called me, Monique, I would have schooled you on what was expected of you. That's what Whoopi told her on The View. Right. So then Monique came back mm-hmm. with, in the article saying what? So she was saying, basically what she took out of it is that Whoopi was telling her that you must work for free. She could have schooled me, quote, the very thing. Um, she could have schooled me in t- saying on um, what... Wait, wait, wait. Monique is talking in circles right now. I'm sorry. She said, I could have schooled you. When someone says that, it means what? Schooling you on to be what? When I look at this woman and say, you're an icon, a legend, our legend, which she is. But how many things has Whoopi Goldberg produced? Whoopi Goldberg has always been the help. And I say to that humbly. So what is you schooling me going to do? I've been doing it for almost 30 years. So I just, I really need Monique to go away. I really hope that whatever she, I hope she gets residuals from the Parkers because she should never work in Hollywood again. Wait, wait. Or even in Atlanta or Louisiana. She shouldn't work anymore. And so then, me, so in, oh, you got, no. and then the other part of her quote, she said, and you got to remember, this is the same woman that accepted Ted Danson in blackface. True. Now that, now that is a point. That is a point. But the, the thing is, she's doing, she's pulling the Trump and she's, and she is conflating issues here. Yeah. Cause like we weren't talking about this race. This is about race. This is not about race at all, actually. And you are Monique. supposed to promote a movie. And that's why. Who knows that? That's why Monique is in the situation she's in. She didn't want to promote what? Precious? Um, was it Precious at that time? Yeah, it was Precious. It was Precious. She didn't want to promote it. And then she got blacklisted. Um, but I think with that thing was she already had her little Oscar buzz, so she wasn't worried about doing anything else to boost the movie. She was smelling her ass. Mm-hmm. Smelling her ass. But let me just go back. I got some receipts too. Ooh. Whoopi Goldberg was executive producer of um, let's see, Hollywood Squares in 1999. Okay. Whoopi had a TV series for two seasons. Okay. Um, she she produced that. She executive produced. Uh, back to Broadway, the 20th anniversary. Mm. She ex- executive produced Strong Medicine, Just for Kicks, Head Games. Wow, I never knew that. Mom's Mabel, I got something to tell you. All right, so Lord, Monique, sit so down. Strut, sit which was down. a reality TV that was on Oxygen. So Whoopi Goldberg actually has several executive producer credits to her credit, mm. ma'am. Um, but I think I think Monique needs to just give it up. Like you, like you, like Kamar said, <laughs> when you get when you do a movie. The, all the main cast is expected to um, promote the movie. Now, I will now I will say that should have been in her contract. Mm. If it was not in her contract, then I do give Monique the then I do understand that she's following her contract to the letter. Mm-hmm. And then if it's not in your contract to if it's not in your contract to promote the project as part of your fee then she does have a point about being expected to promote it with mm-hmm. no additional mm-hmm. compensation. Yeah, and I to think s- that that's just the uh, it's the standard. It's the, the thing is, bitch, you in the Hollywood game, yeah. play it. Don't you want your movie to do well? Don't you want more buzz about your movie? Right. Um, have you met her before? Thank God, no. Okay, because I know she's tried to do shows out here before, and like nobody is here no, for it. No one came. No one came. <laughs> Enough of that. Um, so um, let's jump to let's jump. We have two more hot topics to yes, cover. I love this. So let's jump to this fire festival documentary. Oh my god! Now I have I've covered this story way in the beginning, but I tuned out after that. I so, thought this was over. So what you covered um, was as it was happening. Yeah. What happened when it's there? Right. It was like two years ago but almost. This, but this, but this, but this documentary. There's one on Netflix, and one on Hulu. Personally, okay. I think I think the Netflix one is better. Um, because it has more of the people that were involved in actually producing the festival. Mm. And it just goes to show the extent of white male ego and white male privilege. Because these people, there is no way that they (laughs) didn't see the writing on the wall weeks and months before this thing happened. And what's even worse is that Billy McFarland, who was the producer of the festival, um, um, and whatever other projects there were, but he was the main person behind it, thought that as a means to launch a new app, and the app that they were going to do actually was credible, um, but as a means to launch the app, they did this festival. They thought they could pull off a luxury Coachella-style festival Mm -hmm. in three or four months. When the Coachella producers take a year, And they're experienced producers. So this man who had no real event experience, 
but he could put together a team and put together a major festival on a place that had no infrastructure for it in three months. Mm. Like, and what was even what was terrible is that the people that actually had that experience and knew still went along with it. Damn, why? He's some kind of Spengali. Mm. I think that there's some kind of leadership that pushes you in such a way. They say, no, I don't want to hear problems. I want to hear solutions. <laughs> and so then they have this team that's under them that who think that they're onto something big that wanna that want to come through. And that's what that's what this was. It was just everybody failed each other. And I can't put all the blame on Billy McFarlane. Um, I think that Ja Rule has blame too, although he Ooh. has skirted blame. I think he I think he threatened people. So um let's just remind people what this whole festival was about. Uh so back in 2017, early 2017, there was a class action suit done on behalf of the people who said they lost their money. They said that it was um it had supermodels promoting it as a luxury filled concert event that was closer to the Hunger Games as opposed to Coachella. And then they said uh, <laughs> they said it left people without food or water. Um, and they strand they were stranded on the island. And um, they wanted a hundred thousand dollars for this. No, Each, right? Each. Yes, yes. This was, and they should have <laughs> yes. got that because they, they paid yeah. that much. Yeah. So altogether, the class action suit that was proposed was for hundred million. That was last year. So I don't know if they settled, they threw it out, or what. But basically, these people paid their money, got to the island, and what happened to that? They had nothing. Mm. They had FEMA tents. Mm. They had porta potties. They had bread sandwiches with cheese. <laughs> they Ooh. had nothing. They had no luxury accommodations at all, and it was just just. Watch the documentary because yeah. it, just, it just shows the kind of scoundrel that this man was. Like, he was a serial Ponzi schemer. Like, he was a Bernie Madoff. Um, because what would happen is, as they were as they were showing that they were, like, low on cash, then Billy McFarlane would come up um, with a new, a new harebrained scheme idea to offer the attendees that they would pay for. He would just use that <laughs> influx of cash to fund um, what he still needed. Ooh. So he was making false promises. Um, like, oh, we need money. How about we offer luxury cabanas and yachts when they ain't have it there? And of course, some dumbass millennials that got money bought it. And then another example mm. is mm -hmm. uh, towards the end that they said um, they were they were running out of cash. And um, he said, well, this is going to be a cashless festival. So load your money onto these wristband things. And we recommend oh, that you do like like that you do at least like 300 that you do at least like $300 Ooh. a day. This is a remote island, so you can barely island. even like get off. And they did. And so he just used it. But the highlight, baby, the highlight of that documentary is one of is one of the lead producers, I don't know his name, took one for the team in a way that <laughs> oh, nobody boy. else can. I don't want to say how we did it, but all I want to say is you need people like this on your team yeah, if you're in trouble because he's, he went he to- He die. He went to great lengths. Take one for the team. He didn't really have to go through it. It, but mm -mm -mm. just he watch was there it. it was really really good i really recommend it so moving on to uh michael jackson oh my goodness leaving neverland leaving so neverland. they just won't let this man rest in peace there's always some new mess like damn michael apparently um there's i can't even get into this dude have you read up on this at all i have not read up on it a whole lot man so there is this um documentary that's going to premiere at sundance festival and basically it's based on two guys in particular who claim they were victims from Michael and in the story they basically say what Michael allegedly done, did to them but let me interject though um at least one of at least one of them um testified already during during Michael Jackson's child molestation mm -hmm. case when he was a teenager a young teenager and said that nothing happened right and part it was partially his testimony that got Michael Jackson off that his testimony helped to find Michael Jackson not guilty of child molestation, partially, mm. again, due to testimony of this particular man. Right. So now we're saying um, these kids are adults, they have families, and the documentary is supposed to follow them as they kind of navigate the the adult world as victims of Michael, and they talk about the sexual abuse in detail. Very gruesome. They said there was oral sex involved, mutual masturbation, and they were forced to watch porn. Um, and they also talk about the emotional abuse that they supposedly um, and 
yeah, they, whatever they were supposed to go through that took place in the context of what was supposed to be a relationship of friendship and tender care. So they're accusing him of becoming friends with them, giving them jewelry and stuff in exchange for sex. Um, wanna, it's really bad. I really want to watch this um, because one of the gentlemen that's featured in this documentary, um, Leaving Neverland, filed a lawsuit against Michael Jackson's estate um, mm. in 2013. And the judge threw it out because they said you waited that you waited too long because he was after the statute of limitations um, mm. of rape. And but he was so, a kid when it happened, so it's like, mm, how long does it take for you to actually realize what a, happened? He was a kid when it happened, but he yeah. was an adult when he filed the lawsuit in, yeah. um, in 13. And, and at that time, it, it, he had waited too long to, mm. come, to come forward mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. I have to reserve my opinion about the whole thing until I watch, until I watch it, yeah. because I have really mixed feelings um, about Michael Jackson and child molestation yeah. and, and all that. And people like to liken him to R. Kelly. I think, it's, I think that's apples and pears. Um, but I will say that watching the Surviving R. Kelly um, documentary series changed something about my perception of R. Kelly. Oh my even God. We got to talk about that too. Even though we don't have time. Unless we want to not do talking shit. Um, we, uh, even though I had, even though all the things that were going on in the R. Kelly thing I had heard about and knew about, mm -hmm. there was something about seeing it um, on television that gave it a different kind of life mm. and believability mm -hmm. especially when they had the people that were the victims of it it's one thing to kind of just hear about it but when you're seeing the actual victims tell their stories you can look them in the face like look at their faces while they're telling their stories it did something else to the narrative for me so I'm going to reserve my judgment until I can see it for myself so I can see what these guys have on their face. Well, um, the family, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson's estate is totally denying, denying this, of course. Of course, they and should. the um, documentary is supposed to air on HBO in the spring. Mm -hmm. So they're coming after HBO. And the tweet, they said, um, in 1992, Michael gave HBO their highest rated special ever. Now to repay him, they give him they give a voice to liars. Hashtag stop leaving Neverland now. Hashtag Michael Jackson to say y'all fucking up. <laughs> what kind of what kind of reason is that? Like so what? Okay, yes, Michael Jackson in his legendary time, um, he gave HBO. It was the first televised concert ever. Fine. That does not absolve HBO from airing this. That has nothing to do with each Basically, other. They're like, you owe us. <laughs> but the fact that Michael Jackson's, I will say, the fact that his estate would would make that kind of a, um, of an excuse yeah, for HBO desperate. to do that, that does say something they desperate. They want to stop this. Like, just categorically like deny the allegations, but to throw up that Michael Jackson made y'all money all those years ago and now you're gonna do this mm -hmm. is not does not justify anything. In fact, it makes it makes Michael Jackson sound a little more guilty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's um I think that's what we have time for today. Well, I gotta squeeze in one more about surviving R. Kelly. Okay. Thank you everybody for tweeting about this. It's really helping this man get closer and closer to jail. And yeah. I think the biggest difference between um, when we first found out that this was going on, what, 10, 20 years ago, and mm -hmm. now we, ha we have social media now. And yeah. social media, especially black Twitter, big up to black Twitter, because they are ready to pull receipts and show you that this man knew what he was doing, and yeah. he was doing it um, under the guise of mentoring people and you know putting them on and then doing whatever else later, allegedly. Yeah. So big ups to black Twitter. Go ahead, Black Twitter. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk some shit. Let's talk some <laughs> shit. <laughs> you start. So uh, I don't have nothing to say. I'm, I'm gonna talk shit about people. I'm gonna talk shit about people who give men shit about wearing units. Oh, like like head like head, head units, units. Oh, like yeah. like man weaves. Yeah. Or I just saw a video on Facebook yesterday about like the um the the ramen noodle wave thing. They that did. shit is dope. When they shaved that thing down, that thing that thing was dope though. Child, let me say personally, I would not wear man weave. I would cash cow baby. Come on, your hair is down to your back. It's all the way down to the small of my back. But if Bitch. I was bald, <laughs> if I was bald, <laughs> I'll put some. Ramen my noodles up there in a minute. Shoe polish. You know what I'm saying? Black face spray, all that. Give me all that. I think there's something to be I think there's something to be said, but we're in a day and age where people just want to just look their best. Hell yeah. So let I, them do that. I personally don't see anything wrong 
with a man that wants to enhance mm-hmm. what little hair he has. Mm-hmm. If he wants to enhance, if he wants to get a man weave, um, then, you know, let him do it. I will say, though, that the women that have the most issues with it probably have a very distinct perception of what a man should be. That's what it comes down to. You know, so I think we need to kind of look. I think we should look again. That we should look at that differently. Um, again, I wouldn't do it because I'm not. A, I don't want to. I don't want to see hair as an accessory, right? right so right. I always, I always have a bald head. I'm, I'm telling you the haircut, but like my usual look is that of a bald head. I don't want to go from having a bald head on Monday mm-hmm. to having, um, to having a nappy low top fade on. These bitches Tuesday. could do it, though. These bitches could do it. They Why can. not? They Why can. Not? Women see hair as an accessory. Hell and yeah. I think that's fine. That's just not how I want to do I just don't want to do that. The women Personally. who have problems with it are the same ones that don't want their men getting manicures and pedicures. Because that's for women. Yeah, they want their men shit. They're like, uh-uh. Why you getting all back there? Who want me back there? <laughs> I just will say the same thing that I say for that I say about women. If you're gonna get a unit, it should look great. Do like you're gonna get a man, we get a really good man weave. I hope it's really in your um in your wanna, budget to do it. I wanna well. I wanna see like hair texture that matches yours. Yeah. I don't wanna see the glue. You have a natural hairline. I don't wanna see no shopping rings do with like some curly, like some curly wait like some curly like, <laughs> right, like wet wavy right, hair. I want right, them, I want right. it to be a nice, well done unit. I know people who do really good jobs on that. Don't so. worry, worry. Um, plug them. Yeah. They better get. I, I'm telling you, we need to get some advertisers up in here because we know people that do really good creative work, and for a small fee, we'll plug you. <laughs> I do want to talk shit about one thing. It's okay. the same coworker. I think I gotta have a face to face with this coworker because this motherfucker bunts me. <laughs> yeah, you know you about to hit yourself when you start a story with that. This motherfucker. This motherfucker bit a big old nasty sneeze right into his hands. Oh no. And then went back to touching shit and typing. Oh no. Like, you know, we share desk, right? Like, not me and him, but like people come in at night and they have to share that desk. Did you call him out? I just looked I at him. I blame you. Nope, it's your fault too. It's your fault. Nah, you should have called him out. If he, nah, you should have called him out. Couldn't. Why? Because he's a senior. So, you know what I'm saying? I just like, I'm not trying to fuck up a relationship, but like, yo. This dude, like everybody, like five year olds know you gotta sneeze into your freaking uh, sleeve. No, you, you don't. Know? Five year olds are five year olds are dirty. They sneeze and they just sneeze into the no, air. No, but they but they get they get trained now on how to no, sneeze properly. No. I have old, seen training. Five year old children are a little dirt magnets and petri dishes. Okay, no. <laughs> well, they sneeze into their hands. You couldn't have told oh. him like, yo, bro, you could bro, really? You couldn't just give him like a dirty look. Why? Well, I, I had just checked them on the Indian thing, so I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, look, I'm just Too not much? going. Yeah. I'm like, not not all in one day and um so yeah like you know just be careful like i don't like i come into my office i wipe down everything i wipe down the phone the remote control the keyboard oh right because you're like you that. share your workstation yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. we People all do i bet he the same motherfucker to probably go pee don't wash his hands probably shit don't wash his hands mm. he just nasty, nasty. I think you should just but you probably gotta shake his hand don't you hell no i give pounds <laughs> obama obama made pounds mainstream bruh oh terrorist fist bumps <laughs> Fuck the media. <laughs> they ain't shit for that. <laughs> well, that's our time together. Yes. <laughs> we hope to not only entertain you, but to provide you with some new or different with some new or different perspective about the various that's topics right. we discuss. Yes. Join the conversation and share your thoughts on today's topic. Mm-hmm. And please follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. On Facebook, just give us a search for it, The Heathen's Guide to Life. And on Instagram, it's at Heathen's Guide, no apostrophe S. Also, be sure to look us up on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. Search for The Heathen's Got to Life and like and subscribe. And before we go, Mm -hmm. don't forget if you want to get some good old Heathen's Got to Life merch. That's right. Some good old merch. Mm -hmm. Then look look us up on our Instagram and hit us up directly. and We can get you a t-shirt or sweatshirt with some of our catchy slogans. Yes. Tune in next week for another episode of The Heathen's Guide to Life. Peace out, guys. Peace, y'all.